When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Um, There's a lot going on in this episode. It starts out with me going on a little mini rant about kindness, which I think we just need more of. I've been thinking a lot lately about how easy it is to be defensive or critical or mean. I tell my clients all the time, it's kind of lazy actually. And, um, And yeah, I think you ought to do the work to figure out how to connect in gracious ways with your partner and maybe even with strangers. Um, I also was reminded this last week of a life lesson that I want to pass on, which is I learned a long time ago that the number one way to not get what you want is to not ask. So we talk a little bit about how to ask for what you need, um, which I think is an important skill in any relationship. And then we talk a little bit about uh, how to steward and manage the state of the union, not in the country, um, but in your own home. And um, there are some tips and tricks and tactics that we want to make you aware of. Um, and you know me, I think as always, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Do you have any dad jokes for today? Have you been thinking about any of them? I do. I have one. I just learned it today. Guys who build Ferris wheels and guys who build merry-go-rounds, they travel in different circles. (laughs) Okay. All right. There was a... Well, let's see here. So Facebook these days now has reels and yeah. gets me kind of sucked in. I'm not like a TikToker. I'm not, a, I don't even know what reels are, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they're on my Facebook. And it, it's two guys sitting on a dock. Tell me listeners that you've seen this and they're just, you know, like they're kind of dressed ridiculously and it's like they're having a normal conversation, but everything is like an innuendo or a dad joke. And they're actually pretty clever and they say it with a straight face, kind of like you, and you just don't know when it's coming. Although that's the entire conversation is the dad jokes. And so I really, I don't even know what these guys are, but they make me giggle. I think I would like that. And it makes me want to talk about the thing. I want to go on a little bit of a rant. Can I do that? Uh, A permission granted. It's about Instagram. Okay. Instagram is a really weird, weird place. Um, because a, I don't know how it works and they're always changing the rules and you know how badly I want my blue check. And I think that somehow if I get blue check people to care about me, that, that then maybe that I'll get my blue check or whatever. I have all these fantasies in my brain. And the well, goal for the blue check is to sell books, to have a publisher I want to sell my book. I want somebody to tell me, Oh, you're, you must you're, be a real person because you have a blue check. So how about right. you write a book? Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, we have a little bit of a profile and people write me and I write them back and I, you know, it's so weird because you're, interacting with total strangers, they're fans. Mm-hmm. They're just, what I don't know, fans is even the right word, but I had the most bizarre interaction with this lady who asked me a question and I answered it. And then I think she thought my answer was condescending, but I Uh-oh. couldn't tell. And then, so she told me, mm-hmm. and then I thought her answer was condescending. So I was like, no, actually this is what I meant to say. And then it just like stopped, just went away. And I was like, okay, I guess she stonewalled you. I guess we're just done talking, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) it just made me feel like, what is it like to be interacting with strangers? And Mm -hmm. so this is my second part. Okay. I'm trying to get, you know, the big fish on my interview and I I come up with these ideas and I come up with this, like, I know who I want to get. And so I, I figure out like, what's the right message and how do I talk to them? And 
So I found this guy that I wanted to interview. I don't know why it took me so long. I'm like, this and is it's exactly not Richard Sherman. I mean, not, you want to interview I, him. I cannot not. believe that you were in the hot tub with Richard Sherman and that you didn't say anything. Like it I, blows my mind. Like because, I'm, I'm Because I want to honor it. his, he's on vacation. I want to honor his anonymity, his like ability to be with his family. Everybody wants to talk to him about football. I'm just know. like, I'm not going to be that person. You don't want to talk to him about football. You want to talk to him about relationships. That's Whatever. True. It doesn't That's matter. True. Forget right. it. Forget it. I, okay. Anyway, even that you just didn't talk to him. Mm-hmm. This is how you do that. You go, hey, by the way, are you Richard Sherman? Yeah. I bet you don't want anybody to know you're Richard Sherman. He's, and he'll say, it's kind of hard not to be Richard Sherman because I'm really big and I have really distinctive hair and I made a big scene about myself for like three years on television. Yeah. Anyway, it was kind of a hot, hot, hot <laughs> It's kind of a big deal. It's sort of yeah, hard kind of for me deal. not to be Richard Sherman when yeah. I go on television. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm not coaching you, but I do. I'm like dumbfounded. Anyway, so I find this guy that I want to talk to. And I'm I'm like, I, Jake I this is the guy I want to talk to. And I learn about him. I study for like a week or two. This is all I did in Cabo is I kind of consumed this stuff. And, and I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to write this guy a note. <laughs> and so I choose two strategies. The first one is I, I write his publicist. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just say, hey publicist. I have a really good idea for an interview. I think you sh- I think you should pitch this to your client. And then I, and then I DM this guy on Instagram. Okay. I just slide into his DMs, right? I just slide in there. I'm like nothing's going to happen. Cause I've done this a hundred times. I don't think and, as like a 40 plus year old man, you can say slide into your DMs. That's just um, not a thing that you're, that's not a part of your vocab. So I do this, right? I, I slide into this guy's DMs and Stop. I'm just like, okay. You can't say slide. <laughs> So I send this guy a message. There we go. And I'm and I'm sure he's not going to respond. Um, and I'm always also trepidatious because of, I've, I'm I'm having a hard time responding to people who ask me questions. And sometimes I try to be really nice, and it turns out that maybe I'm condescending. But okay, Laura, Laura. It's the longest story ever is that. No, listen, listen. This is really important. He writes me back. Okay, congratulations. In like 15 minutes. It's his social media manager. You know that not, that's not him. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. This is what he says. He says, hey, guys, thank you in all caps for this very kind invitation. I'm going to have to politely pass. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. It exclamation like point, exclamation made point. my whole day. Mm-hmm, that he because responded. Do you know how easy it is to be kind to people? Yeah. It's so easy. It costs yeah. you nothing. This guy yeah. had a choice. He had a choice to be like, delete. I'm going to let my publicist deal with this. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I'm just going to say that. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And also um, I'm going to pass like, and this is the thing that it makes me think one, it just warmed me. It just warmed me up period. Like I'm like, I'm just going to be kind all the time because I think that's important. And I, and I need to figure out how to be more maybe uh, clear about my kindness. Like he added the word polite. I'm going to have hmm. to politely decline pass. Okay. And it I'm made like, you feel good. It made me feel fantastic. All right. But here's the other part of that. This is something we talk about on the podcast all the time. This is actually a marriage advice. <laughs> I'm like, how long is it going to take till we get to the marriage advice? I told today? you I wanted to rant. I okay. wanted to All rant. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just thought, okay. All right. That was a solid <laughs> rant. Here's but the listen, marriage advice. So here's the thing. This is a very perfect example of how to say yes while also saying no. Right. We talk all the time about how you just got to say yes to your partner. Say right. yes to your partner, mm-hmm. even if the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And so here it is like this. There, here's an opportunity where the answer is no. Mm-hmm. 
And I still walk away feeling like I'm walking on cloud nine Mm. because I, I put myself out there yeah, and it was, it was personal, man. Like I, I had like, I told him about my kid. I told him about college. Like, I, oh my I, like, this, gosh, I know I went yeah. for it. I sprang for the fences, <laughs> but a hundred percent. You are the emails or the DMS that I just don't even respond to. Well, I know. So, cause the, well, you got to pick your strategy, right? You got to know your audience. And I think sometimes you need to send this 10 word email and sometimes you got to send the five paragraph email. Anyway, I'm just saying, uh, out there in fantasy land or in social media land, mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to be kind, or even be kind. to your partner, it, well, uh, and to your partner on the internet in the world, like mm-hmm. there's, it costs you nothing just to be friendly. And um, I was actually talking about this with a client yesterday. Um, we were talking about people who leave zero star reviews or one star reviews on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that always says way more about the reviewer than it does about the product. Right. hundred percent. Like it's, yeah. and he tell me his wife, she only leaves rehab reviews. So if they go to a restaurant and it's like a three-star restaurant, but she had like a five-star experience or a four-star experience, then she leaves a review just to oh, rehab. rehab to rehab it. <laughs> yeah. So she, oh, that's hilarious. Rehab reviews. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just lift other people up? Anyway, I just want to, um, I wanted to tell that story because of two things. I wanted to speak to, again, how important and how valuable just being a good person in the world is. And secondarily, how important it is to learn how to say yes, even if the answer is no. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. I'm on mm-hmm. that. That is what I wanted to say. And by the okay. way, we didn't get the interview, but I still kind of have this fantasy that. Are you going to tell me who this person is when we're not recording? Yeah, I'll, the I mean, I'll tell you later. I don't want people okay. to be like, oh, I guess I could just DM this guy and. He'll talk to me because that doesn't Well, apparently you just have to send like, you know, like your own version (laughs) of a novel of your life, your personal story, and he'll send you uh, two sentences and make you feel like you're on cloud nine. Still, I mean, I'm telling you what, sometimes it doesn't take very much Mm. and it doesn't take much with your partner either. I mean, just try saying thank you more often than you usually do. See if that works. Mm -hmm. So the whole like say yes to your partner, we have, I've told this story before. I'll tell it again because we, you know, we've been doing the podcast for like four or five years and maybe we have some new listeners, but saying yes was a really hard thing. I really, um, I never grew up watching negotiation go down between two partners. I was a product of a single parent. And when you're the product of a single parent, like your parent has legitimate control and power over you as a child. And so all I heard growing up was a whole lot of no. And here's the reason why, because I'm your parent. And I said, no. So when I entered into a relationship with my partner, I didn't understand what it was like between two equals to be able to negotiate power and to be able to negotiate just saying yes. Like, hey, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe, oh, man. All right. So I'll tell this story. Uh, I mean, I get really distracted pretty easily, pretty squirrely, but this is a pretty good example. So, you know, we were both in Cabo and uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody that when we got back from Cabo was like, hey, did, did you do the timeshare thing? Did they did they offer mm-hmm. you like a free breakfast or or something mm-hmm. just to like give you their whole schemey thing and try and mm-hmm. sell you into time shower timeshare? And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, we did it twice, two separate resorts. And uh, yeah, we bought in twice. <laughs> uh, so we now are the proud owners of uh, membership at a golf resort and a membership at the hard rock. Um, oh, this episode has been brought to you by the hard rock, <laughs> all inclusive resort. Uh, anywho. 
So we're sitting there and Ryan and I decide going into this, hey, we're not going to buy into this, right? We're literally just here to get the free stuff. Cool. Awesome. We're giving them an hour and a half of our time and we're going to say no and it'll be great. Yeah. Um, At some point, Ryan comes to me and he's like, I really want this. This is the, the golf resort. And it's the real big one, the big ticket item. And yeah. I am thinking in my head, how do I say yes to him and also say no? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is a really great idea. So I'm like, you know what, honey, I'm pretty sure some things financially are going to shift and change in the next couple of years. This seems like such a great option. I can totally imagine you having your boy trips down here. Wouldn't this be so fun? Let's let's put this on the to-do list, right? Like mm-hmm. that was my yes. That was yeah. my, this is a cool idea. I really love it yeah. rather than shutting him down. I get that. So that uh, was me practicing what is my hardest yes, which is a financial concern. I mean, there's all sorts of, I'm kind of curious from you where you find yourself getting hung up saying yes to Rebecca. Do you find, because I know that finances for me are a hard yes, and I have to work extra hard to figure out how can I give a yes and a no when it comes to finances. But I'm wondering for you, what is your hardest yes when it comes to- I don't have one. No, are you pretty, are you pretty? Yeah, I mean, I just, because it's become such an important value for me. Like I just start, I just sort of start with yes. And then I go, okay. And then I probably, if I'm fair, what I do is I say yes to everything. Sometimes I don't mean it. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't mean it, I sort of create obstacles that make it harder. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what I do. Don't do what Zach does. (laughs) Yeah. Like, forthcoming I know if it, like in your situation i'd be like yeah this sounds like a really great idea um we should totally do that do you need and i'd say to the salesman do you need both signatures and he'd be like yeah totally and i'll go okay cool yeah um let me just go to the uh, uh oh my gosh oh my gosh uh mary's <laughs> calling me i gotta go i gotta go find mary I'll, I'll be back and i'll be back in five minutes i promise and then it'll be like 45 minutes later oh. and yeah i know it's terrible I, i'm that's a really bad extreme example but it's sort mm-hmm. of the style of of style of resistance that I create. Yeah. I, uh, I've been saying yes a lot. Like we just say yes to each other. I mean, and, but, but we actually differentiate between the, we talked about this a whole lot too, like the the differentiate between like the decision process from the discussion process. Okay. Yes. We shift into a discussion process, then Mm -hmm. our decision process, then then maybe the no's start to come a little faster, but it's not because we peed on each other's dream first. Right. 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 Like right now we have a, like we, we've been through like a series of remodelies type things in our house. Not really remodel, it's more like re do's or re whatever, refresh. Refresh. And we're about 80% done with everything. Mm-hmm. And we just can't do the rest of it right now. We can't afford it. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy. We don't even have like the creative ideas, but we have a giant uh, like whiteboard full of everything that's on the list. Yeah. And so that's everything we've said yes to. Mm. Oh yeah. We definitely need new carpet. Oh yeah. We definitely are thinking about wallpaper. Oh yeah. We're definitely. And then later when we get to it, we'll be like, mm, I don't know, maybe not carpet. Okay. So you're in the dreaming se- section. Yeah, we're totally when you just write it on the whiteboard, yeah. you're dreaming. Yeah. yeah. So it's dreaming discussion. Well, this is, yeah, it's, there's all kinds of words here, right? There's dream phase, there's discussion, there's decision. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you how I t- teach us the clients? This is what no, I say. No, we, we've already time. had that. We have a full episode on the DVD. I know, but you said we had new listeners. Uh, we do. I want to stay on the yes, though. I want to like stay focused. That's like a whole okay. other episode. Okay. All right. But did you finish your Cabo story? 
You said yes. Did you, but you bought the thing, even though you were like anxious. About we it. bought it. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's, here's why it was easy for me is I'm sitting there and I'm contemplating and I'm like, my husband wants to say yes to this so bad. This is such mm-hmm. a dream of his. And I keep asking myself, how can I say yes to this? How can I say yes to this? And what made it really stinking easy is I'm, so we are as a couple, very aligned and very clear on what our values are. And because our yep. values are not Adventure. tied up in what? adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It's adventure. You got it. It's adventure. It's family doing things together as a family. It's adventuring. It's new experiences. And we we're not the type of couple that like, I am not a shopper. I don't have expensive clothing. I don't go out and like shop for things. Like I want to spend my money on the sprinter van that we got. I want to spend my money on vacations that we can go on. And it just made it really easy for me to say yes to him because I was like, I don't even have to think about this. I know that I'm not spending money on things that don't matter to me. And if we're going to spend money on anything, it's going to be this. And I'm going to have a very, very happy husband. And my Mm -hmm. goal as a wife is not only to honor my own desires every single day to live my life the way that I want to live it, but to also help my husband pursue the life that he, I don't want to become a barrier Mm. to him pursuing the life that he wants to live. And the life that he wants to live is one that's filled with golf and family and being generous. Like that's another thing, reason why we bought into this particular timeshare is we really want to be generous and bringing other people along on our mm. vacation and hosting them in, in this villa and all of that. Boy, I sound like I want you to know we are very comfortable as a family and our value. I, Cause I, the way that I'm talking about this, right? Like my sprinter van and all that. Yes. <laughs> I recognize that we, he works very hard. We both work very hard, but we also are very um, intentional in what we spend our time and money on. Sure. So anyhow, sure. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging through the phone or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash M-T-R, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. Did I tell you I have a new supervisee, like I'm supervising a therapist? No, congratulations. I didn't realize that you had completed the process. Yeah, no, well, uh, it's not. It's not through the institute or anything. It's just regular, like through my licensure requirement. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I did that many, many years ago, but um, she's in Ireland, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, so, but anyway, we were talking yesterday and she was asking very specific questions and, uh, specifically she was asking about the sound relationship house, which is in part of the Gottman methodology and how the top is the hardest one to sort of 
do as a therapist. And the top is making life dreams come true and creating shared yeah. meaning. Yeah. And this is what you're talking about is how to make shared meaning. And uh, it's like I said on the last episode, I'm increasingly convinced that the way we make meaning in the world is through the stories that we tell. Okay. And if we're telling stories about adventure and generosity and, mm-hmm. um, and even kindness, then we've, we've done it. We've made it right. Um, mm-hmm. at least for, th- at least for you and I, in terms of the three sort of lowest hanging fruits, but some people want to talk about the story of wealth building, or they want to talk about the story of gratitude, or they want to talk mm-hmm. about the story of academic accomplishment or whatever it is, but it is ultimately about how you get to talk about this thing that you do. Um, and so I dig it. I'm into it that you were able to filter sort of, um, your temporary resistance or your temporary even desire to say no mm-hmm. because of the discomfort that it would provide in the moment. Right. Against the opportunity to say yes to the larger story that you have in your house and in your home. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I, I feel like I'm beating the drum all the time with clients right now is about, okay. Wh- um, this is the other part of it. If we're just talking about the yes is, um, like, what's the good news, right? Like, hmm. that's really good news. Um, I had a client log on yesterday and we were talking and I yeah, was asking kind of how it was going. And he said, I've been thinking a lot about how I'm worried that I'm not being empathetic enough to my wife. Wow. Which was the problem. Great. This was the pro- he, he doesn't do empathy well. And I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> he was like, what? And I go, that's terrific news. Right. You're worried about yeah. being being bad at being empathetic. Like, yeah. And cause I, I think I saw a meme or something at one point where it said, um, uh, if you're worried about being a bad person, just remember that bad people don't worry about being bad pe- yes, people, percent. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I'm sort of always looking for the good news these days and trying to find like the way to kind of take the thing and turn it into, you know, either an opportunity or maybe an adventure or just a way to say there's something good here. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I've told you that I start every session with tell me since the last time I saw you, it's been maybe a week or two, whatever. But I want you to tell me how you've been a rock star partner. How have you shown up? And sometimes it's not an external thing that you have particularly done. Like I was super empathetic in a conversation. Well, that's great. But oftentimes showing up as your best version in this relationship are choices that you're making that nobody else sees. It's the behind the scenes. And I want for them to be one, scanning their environment. This is a Mm -hmm. a Gottman concept, right? Like Mm -hmm. choosing the positive perspective, scanning their environment for what's going right, not just in their relationship, but how are they succeeding? Because I really do feel like if you feel Mm -hmm. like you are a competent person in this relationship, you're crushing it, you're going to do better. You're going to lean into the relationship a lot more if you're feeling Mm -hmm. competent rather than looking at the last two weeks and then giving, you know, the litany of things that you did wrong, you messed up, you got in a fight and you're going to walk away from that situation going, man, I'm really crummy and I'm coming to therapy because I need it. But I really don't feel good about how I'm showing up in this relationship and and what I'm doing, you know, as a partner. But instead of you, if you can have somebody else from the outside saying, yeah, you concerned about your empathy towards your partner. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. You're crushing it. That is a, yeah. that is you showing up as a better version today than you were yesterday. You like the yeah. tagline it came in. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Nice job. It's all over the place. Like, and I think again, if you're, if uh, uh, this isn't actually what I wanted to talk about today, which is totally fine, but it's sort of yeah. like, Maybe we'll I, again. I'm, I'm keen on all of this, right? I'm like, I've been doing this thing with clients where I make them put together a report card. 
Okay. And they, um, you know, they'll put together a purple card and maybe they'll figure out that their relationship, they have like a C minus. So I think that's what a 2.1 or 2.2 maybe is a C minus and grade point average. Yeah. And then, um, and sometimes they get sad about that and I'm like, okay, that's fine. They can be sad, but, but it's not a D. Okay. Like, why isn't it a D? And now we start talking about, so, well, we got this right. Or we do this well, and we do that well. And I'm like, that's the thing we need to be doing. And, um, and it's kind of this whole sense of, and you know, this of course, but because people lead with conflict, um, it's, it's often a very frustrating experience to try and do conflict when you're in a, a negative headspace. And so it's almost like you have to do the positive headspace work first, if only to alleviate the, this lady said to me yesterday, she said, I don't want to do, I don't want to do the positive. It feels disingenuine when I'm upset. And I was like, sorry about that. Cause you, do you think it's going to go any better if you do the conflict part while you're upset? Mm-hmm. She was like, maybe. And I asked her, I said, are we going to get in a fight today? <laughs> She goes, what do you mean? I go, are you and me going to get in a fight? Cause I'm, I want to tell you how everything you're thinking right now is wrong, but I don't want you to get mad at me. And she was like, Ugh. so we just, we did, we spent about 15 minutes talking about their vacation. They did. I mean, everybody right now in it's Seattle and maybe the Northwest yeah. has gotten home from vacation in the midwinter break, but how, what was great about your vacation? What'd you guys do? Right. And mm-hmm. she started to kind of melt almost right. Just by taking a minute to suspend her Negative thoughts. All that she had sort of loaded up for, for the counseling session. Right. And set it up for like, let's, oh yeah, that actually did go better than da da da. It wasn't a completely miserable experience. So. Hold on. um, So what are you, what would you suggest if you're, if you're kind of thinking, all right, my, my partner and I sometimes what I'll suggest is that partners have kind of the, we call it the state of the union, right? Like a weekly mm -hmm. meeting that you sit down and you know that the intention of that meeting is to address any sort of underlying concerns that might have come up in the last week that you may have just sort of swept under the rug or you're looking forward to this moment in time to be able to talk about it. So you know Mm -hmm. you're going to dig up, hey, you know, I kind of feel like uh, I'm feeling a little neglected. I feel like you Mm -hmm. have been, uh, I feel is not actually a feeling. I think that you have been maybe spending a little more time with your buddies playing video games rather than asking me how my day was. I'd really like to blah, blah, blah. Right. So how would you suggest people come into that conversation? If, if you're asking them to load up front load on the positive perspective? Well, I mean the state of the union conversation, what you're describing is part three of a four part meeting. Right. And the first two parts of that meeting are what did we get right last week? Okay. And how can I lift you up, praise you, thank you, you know, point out something about you that I found really admirable or impressive. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's the first half of that four part meeting mm-hmm. so that, and I, I was actually, I, I've been on fire this week as a therapist, but I, um, yesterday I went through the state of the union. What's that? Is that a good thing to be on fire? Yeah. No. Yeah. I was crushing it. Okay, I was doing go. really good work this week. Um, I think because I was on vacation last week and I was yeah. like all like rested up and ready to go. But, um, we did the state of union in office yesterday. And I said, I almost want you, first of all, it's really important to think about this as something you're going to do consistently over time, mm-hmm. week over week, mm-hmm. like look forward to this meeting. It's totally. not a drag. Right. They were like, they were like, we didn't do the state of the union. Cause we'd rather like go rock climbing or have sex or get drinks on the, in the restaurant. I'm like, of course, all of those things reward you with sure. dopamine. All of those things feel like, but so let's, let's make sure this conversation does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. 
um, it shouldn't be a drag to go in your relationship conversation. So sit down and go, what did we get right this week? And then I'm always like, what if you're like, oh, oh I got one. I got one. I bet you don't remember. Do you remember when we mm-hmm. did the so-and-so mm-hmm. and then our friends were there and we told that joke together at the same time and it worked out perfectly? <laughs> like just exactly what you're doing, right? You're yeah. like delighted by the, even the, the idea that I'm speculating about that, right? And then, um, you know, finish that process. And then go step two, which is, hey, also, um, let me tell you how about how you I was really like you, you really like when you made dinner. I know that I was out all day with the kid, but you made this great dinner and really made it easy for us to come home. Like, I can't tell you how much that meant to me. Like, go ahead and just tell your partner how amazing they are. Yeah. Then maybe in part three, you go. And also, I know I made that worse because I was hungover. Yeah. And that that's a bummer for you. Like, Mm -hmm. but go ahead and let the first half of the meeting be. A front load. A dopamine hit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, totally. Because then the third part, the repair part, becomes the conquering, conquering together, right. overcoming the adversity together, which is the good news. It's not that you had a bad thing. It's that you have a capacity to repair that bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and also like, look, you're sitting down, you've given if there's another positive thing, it's that you've actually taken the time out of your day, out of your relationship to say this is important to us that we get it right. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can learn from the last two weeks. Like what are some of the things that didn't go well and how do we learn from that so that we just get, continue to grow stronger as a couple? Otherwise, just having these conflicts that go on without addressing them or without talking about them and saying what happened there, that was that that didn't go well. Yeah. Then then you're just kind of saying, I don't actually want to get better in this relationship. So I mean, I'm yeah, a huge fan yeah. of the state of the union. Usually it's step three. I'm talking about like, what's just the elephant in the room from last week mm-hmm. that you need to kind of tame or capture or feed, mm-hmm. you know, just to calm it down. Right. Or I'm not into like killing elephants, but, you know, you just kind of want to like put the elephant where it goes. Sure. Right. Uh, I told you uh, in my book, there's a, there's a, um, there's a whole page about all the different elephant metaphors. <laughs> anyway, there's like a hundred elephant metaphors. I love them all. But one of them, by the way, is um, when, when training an elephant, um, you, at a zoo, like, I don't, this is kind of an apocryphal story, but they, they'll, they'll connect it to a post or a tree or a barn with a chain. Okay. Right. So they can't pull itself away. And once it's trained, they can just tie a little string around its thing. Sure. Um, and it will know. So it's almost like, how do you give the element enough attention and care so that you don't have to chain it all the time? You can just put a little string around it and, and keep it kind of um, contained, whatever. That, that's a stretch. I don't love that, before, that one. I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me and what we were just talking about. I'm just going to say. Okay. 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 Anyway, part four, by the way, of the State of the Union conversation is really about setting next week up for success, right? This is why you have to have this conversation week over week. And I want clients to be as specific as possible. And we did it yesterday. This lady was like, what I would like for you, the way you can be a better partner this week is change your entire personality so that I am not distressed in any way. Did she say that? Sort of. And I was like, "Mm, what you just said was you want him to change his entire personality so you're not distressed in any Mm -hmm. way. What you need to say is... I have a big meeting on Thursday. I'm probably going to be pretty anxious about it. I'm going to need you to dial up your empathy mm-hmm. um, so that um, if I'm in a bad mood, that that's okay. Yeah. Um, and also please ask me about it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, I like that a lot better. And I was like, yeah, and he can do that. <laughs> I do find that it's really um, helpful for folks 
when <clears throat> when their partner says something, this is the Dan Weil, right? Like uh, uh, for if we happen to have any other certified therapists or, or folks that practice Gottman method, but to do the Dan Weil method is to basically put into words, speak for your client. So, you know, you're like, hey, let me just butt in here just for a second, because I kind of feel like I got the gist of what you want to say, but I'm just going to there speak it. I'm going to say it how I think you want to say it. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to go over really well. And then you say, hey, I've got a really important meeting going on. I'm going to be super anxious. And I mm -hmm. just, it's so interesting to see how impactful mm -hmm. that can be for folks to hear what they want to say actually said through the words and the lens of how a therapist would say it. Maybe we'll do mm -hmm. an entire episode where it's like, this is what we heard our clients say, and this is how we would actually say it if we wanted it to be received well. I think that would be kind of interesting. Whenever I do this in my office, I always tell them, I always say this, I say, I'm very, very good at this in this office. Oh yeah. In this office. 100%. <laughs> I am very bad at this at my house. Yeah. Like I, yeah. <laughs> like just so you know, I'm really good at this because I do it all day long and I, I'm not really invested and I can just make some, but it's, it's very hard. It's a hard thing to do, you know? Totally. So. Totally. Hey, let's, let's land this plane. Um, that sounds fine. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And just as a reminder, if you are uh, seeking out and you're looking for maybe an individual therapist, a couples therapist, a coach, someone that can just serve as a support to you on any platform that you're interested, whether it be video, conferencing, text messaging, emailing, phone call, we have partnered with BetterHelp to support you around the world. You can go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR. That way you can receive the discount when you sign up to partner with a therapist in your area. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.